Welcome to Ballistic Radio. Join us as we discuss hard-won self-defense lessons, as well as the information you need to survive a violent encounter. Listen as armed professionals, industry experts, national champions, and gunfight survivors answer all your firearms and self-defense questions while exploring your rights and responsibilities as an armed citizen. Ballistic Radio, brought to you by Surefire, the professional's choice for suppressors and illumination tools. Surefire, America's beacon of freedom. And now, here's your host, John Johnston. Welcome to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by Surefire, the professional's choice for suppressors and illumination tools. Surefire, America's beacon of freedom. I'm your host, John Johnston. Remember, you can always listen to past shows at BallisticRadio.com. Get the latest behind-the-scenes info, arguments, photos, videos, other stuff at Facebook.com slash BallisticRadio. And... So I'm doing the intro, Joe, and, like, I'm hearing myself talking. I'm like, did I just do, like, Sean Connery on Jeopardy? Like, there is uh, – Joe's laughing. You can't you can't hear it. But, like, I, I sensed a, a weird enunciation there that I'm like, I don't like that. I'm getting over a cold, and I can't do my normal radio voice because just – I can't speak from the same place, and it's just causing all sorts of issues. But, hey, guess what? This segment brought to you by Lucky Gunner and Federal Premium Ammunition. Whether there was a firefight or you do, in fact, want to worry about that little guy, you need more ammo. And when it's time to restock, you can't beat Federal Premium Ammunition and LuckyGunner.com. With a shipping department that's always moving at 88 miles per hour, if I order a case of American Eagle from Lucky Gunner on a Thursday, it's at my doorstep ready to shoot before the weekend starts. Head to LuckyGunner.com today to check out their in-stock lineup of Federal premium ammunition and remember unless you're on fire or drowning you can never really have too much ammo which is also why i'm trying to get through the ads as quickly as possible without making mistakes anyway joining us a man who never makes any mistakes ever because he just exudes excellence in everything that he does bill blowers hey bill what's up hey good morning thanks for having me on um yeah, I wish that was I wish that was true about never making mistakes. I've I've made plenty. Yeah, I know. I know. It's uh I was trying to to do my hype man thing, but you're ruining it. You're you're no, just yeah, you did a good job. It was very much uh what was that guy, Billy Billy Blanks with the ShamWow? Uh was yeah, well so I always liked Billy Mays a little bit better. You know Billy Mays, that's a Billy Banks is the karate guy, he's the karate dancing guy. Right, right. And Shamwell yeah, yeah. was actually another dude, another hype man, I thought. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Billy Mays was OxyClean. You're um, right. He was Oxy, Oxy, OxyClean. He did yeah. a lot of stuff, though, didn't he? Yeah, well, you know, hey, cocaine, it's, uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a heck of a pick-me-up. But I try not to make fun of people's uh, run-ins with addiction because I feel like that I'm setting myself up for a a horrible, horrible situation whenever I hit my midlife crisis and just fall completely off the wagon on, on the – no, no, actually, I'm okay. I don't think that's going to happen. Anyway, for those that don't know, who are you and what do you do? Uh, I'm Bill Blowers. Uh, I'm a retired copper after uh, almost 26 years doing that. I was in the Army before that for six years. I uh, started a training company in uh, around 2006, and I was mainly teaching law enforcement, um, a career SWAT guy, uh, 22 years on SWAT. So I was teaching SWAT-related courses and uh, tactics and stuff, and then that morphed into uh, firearms-based courses, that kind of a dealio. Um, so anyway, been doing that for a bit, and then uh, as retirement was approaching, I decided to open the gun courses to uh, to good Americans, so everybody can come to the gun classes now. Uh, and I'm still doing uh, closed SWAT team courses for law enforcement, that kind of a thing. Nice, man. Um, 
So and I think I mentioned this last show, but one of the things that I, I think is really – and it's kind of interesting how reputations develop inside of the inter- industry anyway. But you are known for at least in the inner circles and like um, the places that, that I hang out as being a very exacting shooter and having incredibly high standards for your shooting uh, and for your student shooting. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit, why you think that – uh, why you've, why you think you've gotten that tag or, or, you know, why, why that's true, not true, whatever. Um, man, I don't know. I, I, so I think maybe there is, um, well, I don't know I, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I have no idea. I don't, I don't, I don't tell you. I mean, I, I do obviously take pride in my shooting. I am trying to be as good as I can be. Um, I mean, the, so the standards that I have set for myself, um, for both pistol and carbine, uh, those are the patch standards now. So the uh, you know to to get a, one of my patches, you have to shoot my standard. And I, you know I tell classes up front all the time, and there's probably guys in here that can absolutely um, destroy those. And that's you know that's cool that they're my standards. But that's the point is you should be establishing uh, something uh, to 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 gauge where you're at, and and then continuously be adjusting them as well, right? I mean I, over the years I've gone to different uh, classes, and you know guys will say, well here's my whatever the heck deal and then for that you get a stuffed you know panda bear um and i've always said well that's kind of corny man it's uh you know you're it's your standard you shoot it all the time so of course you're going to be able to pass it and it's going to be harder for me to pass it because i'm just now being exposed to it potentially right um or guys that put them out on the internet right this is my my thing um and uh and then guys practice that standard in prep for the course so that they can go win the prize um, and, and so I think in my case, where I'm uh, in the case of the pistol course, at least I have 14 different short drills. Uh, I randomly pull four of them for every class, and then you have to pass all four back to back to back, which is really really difficult. Um, it, it is difficult for me too. Right? It's not like I come in and pass my own standards all the time, but that's the point of them. Um, I guess in my head is I, I, I have a lot of work left to do, right? I can't I can't even pass my own my own my own standards sometimes. Uh, so it keeps me honest, keeps me dry fire, keeps me going to the range because yep. I want to be able to, uh, you know, to, to do well. So maybe it's some of that, um, you know, I, I guess maybe to some degree is that, you know, cops are in general, uh, I would say, are not known as being very good pistol uh, shooters. Um, you know, even though the vast majority of cops will absolutely outshoot the vast majority of people, uh, you know, what I mean, not not mm-hmm. shooters, but the population of the country. Most cops shoot better than than that group of population, but within the shooting community, uh, as you know, we have some guys that really can get down. Um, and, and so, I guess maybe as a cop that shoots okay, there's some surprise by that, or some I don't know something behind that. Maybe I don't know. Well, and that's that make any dang sense, or did I just run no, all around? You're no, like, it well, does, um, and it does, and it's it's interesting too. Like the so, like I I got a thing that I do in class, um, and it's. Uh, it's not super made the rounds yet, but it's funny because, like, I have yet to pass it in class um, just because it's hard. I like your approach better, though. I like I like the, you know, oh, there's 14 of them, and you don't know which four you're getting. Uh, it's right. kind of like, surprise! You know, and that's that's much more reflective of real life, I think. Um, uh, well, maybe. And I'm certainly not trying to, you know, uh, I'm not trying to hit you with a lesson from the streets or anything. No. Um, no. But, you know, so I've told dudes 
like in the past, man, um, with my SWAT team um, and, and with your organization, I, I like changing the qualification course up all of the time. And I, qualification is not training, but qualification, at least on SWAT, drove training. And so if the course if the courses of fire were difficult, then dudes would, would I think, would put um, – they would put more effort into the, the time that we were giving them to shoot. Um, you know what I mean? Rather than screwing around with lunch break or, or just yucking it up and doing that kind of because they knew, you know, they had they had to practice to be able to maintain the skill set to pass the qualification. And in the case of SWAT, if they couldn't pass them, they were kicked off the team. So there were teeth behind that as well. Um, and so I like to just switch things up. And guys, you know, they were, man, what, 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 what's your problem? Why do you always do that? And uh, my point to them is, I don't, I don't want you to be good at a qual course. I, I want you to be good. And then any qual course you shoot should be easy if you're just good, right? Um, and so I think maybe that philosophy also is what kind of drove me to to do what I'm doing with my standards. Hmm. You don't know what you're going to get, man. Yeah. Just be good, and then you'll pass them. Well, and that's that does make that 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 is so like utterly simple. We should really just stop the show right now. Uh, be like, hey, be good, and you'll pass them. That is, <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's really all there is to it. You you've just taken the the entire. Um, the next thirty minutes and, and made them completely useless. So I don't know what to say <laughs> now. No, it's 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 cool though, dude. Because like that's that's it. Like that's it, man. Uh, and I, I don't mean to make it sound so simplistic. You know, I mean it's not like, well, dude, put the front sight in the middle and pull the trigger straight to the rear without disturbing the sight. Okay, well, well, it's like Steve says so. It, you know, in this case, I guess that's what it is. And I think the other thing, man, is you know, when dudes come to my class, I try to be up front with them. I mean, here's some things you're definitely going to see happen. Um, you know, I'm going to miss. I'm going to flub a drum. And I'm, I'm going to screw up a reload. I'm going to do all kinds of stuff because I'm not perfect. But establish what what are your standards, man, and then recognize that those aren't fixed in stone, right? They should be moving to the right as your skill increases in certain things. And I think we all have afflictions. Afflictions, that's not the right word. Um, hell, maybe it is. I think all of us are better at some things than others, right? I mean, just as a as a as a human, John Johnston, your your reflexes, your muscles firing, your the way you manage something as an example, you might just be better at speed reloading than me through natural affinity. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. And, and so for me to say, well, we do a speed reload in this time, well for you you're gonna hit that in you know, in a day's training, all of a sudden you're you're hitting that. Well then that's dumb for me to continue to say keep doing it. You should be pushing to the the limits of your performance, not what I deem to be appropriate. And so on the standards, um, I mean, I, I again I tell guys up front, you know, there's there are standards here that um, have been moving to the right as my own skill has increased and will continue to increase as long as I keep shooting. You might come back to my class in two years and go, well, wait a minute, I took a note last time. This same drill that you're making us do, you had us doing in this time or to this accuracy standard, and now you're saying it's this. Well, yeah, because they're a they're my standards, they're not yours, right? And so they've been moving to the right as my skill has increased. So get over it. You want to pass shoot shoot to my standard then? Well, and that's you know that's something else too. It's like everybody, and I and like I don't I don't think enough people acknowledge this. Um, all of who I can, and we we got about forty seconds left, so we're gonna have to get into the the next segment to really get into this. But like all of the high level shooters that I know and I'm friends with inside of the tactical community all have areas where they are stronger than other people. Um, you know, when you're looking at like Gabe White or, or Spencer Keepers or, uh, um, you know, Scott Jenlinski or stuff like that. Um, Never heard of those guys. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, 
There's just there's things there that are going on, and we'll talk about that in a second. Right now, we're talking with Bill Blowers. You're listening to Ballistic Radio. Welcome back to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by Surefire, the professional's choice for suppressors and illumination tools. Surefire, America's beacon of freedom. This segment brought to you by Wilson Combat. Wilson Combat, makers of the finest custom 1911s and scatterguns since 1977. Legacy of quality, innovation, and service. Learn more about their firearms and accessories, as well as the EDCX9, which offers discriminating shooters 1911 match-grade accuracy, superior ergonomics, and concealable concealability with modern service pistol capacity and reliability at www.wilsoncombat.com Man, the battery just sort of ran dry there in the middle of that ad and I'm like, man but um, so before the break like I, I was mentioning those shooters and like I've gotten to watch all of them shoot um, pretty pretty well and um, they all do things a little bit different they're all stronger at different things it's just sort of interesting like um you know, you mentioned speed reloads, which are, for me, actually something I'm horrible at. Uh, if I had to pick, like, a stupid human trick that I was pretty okay at, presentations to a small target pretty quick, like a 3 by 5 at 7, like, I'm pretty okay at that, um, seem to be, you know? So that's always, like, something on the keeper's test. I can run that pretty consistently fast, whereas other guys can do other things well. And and I, I think the... Uh, and I'd be curious to get your thoughts. I think the the urge is to like concentrate on that thing that I'm already good at and get even better at that. And it really should be the opposite, right? Yeah, for sure. No, no doubt about that at all, man. And I think that's where if you're if you're tracking your performance and seeing where you're at, to me that that is what gives me my roadmap, right? Um, I mean, I, I might think that, you know, in mute your example, um, I might think that I'm really fast out of the bucket on a three by five. Um, but then, you you know, you can comparatively to to a larger body of good shooters. Am I right? And, uh, you know, it's two tenths of a second. I'll see guys minimize. Sorry, I minimize stuff. Um, but, well, they'll say, you know, well, you're a dude. I, you know, you were only a quarter of a second faster than me. Well, I, you know, I, I hate to tell you, man, but in a in a three second drill, a quarter second is is. That's a butt kicking. Yeah. And that is an eternity of time uh, percentage wise right now. Maybe over the course of a three minute drill, a quarter second is irrelevant. Um, but, but don't minimize the effort and the time it took me to consistently be a quarter of a second better than you. Um, and so I want I want to see those things. And then I think the other thing, man, is the way I'm tracking my performance and, and part of my class is talking about that stuff and, and how do you do it. Um, I can, at a glance, I mean, I can pull up my an Excel spreadsheet right now and see where I was living on speed reloads four years ago compared to now. Consistent mm-hmm. performance, not just, you know, the, the one miracle run that I got in there. Right. Um, and what that allows me to do is at an instant I'll look at it and go, what the heck's going on here? My, my, my speed reload time has gotten slower. Uh, and, and so, I'm, so I can see it. And then in my head, that forced me to go, that's because you haven't been practicing enough. Mm-hmm. Or potentially it was a gear change, right? I had a magwell and got rid of it, or I had a magazine extension and got rid of it, or switched to a different kind that has now, you know, the base plate is is more slanted than flat, or whatever the heck it is, and so it forces me to go, okay, I got to get, I, I have to work those a little bit, so it goes into my dry fire regiment, uh, and then obviously on my on my uh, live fire stuff, I might spend more time doing that versus you know shooting a ba slow fire um trying to hit 10x even though that's that to me that's fun i know guys think that's boring but to me that's a really challenging drill yeah um but I, if i'm spending too much time doing that then the other skills start to fade so i want to see i absolutely want to force myself um 
you know, to work on the things I'm not so good at. Well, so if you had to pick an area where you're like, uh, what would it be for you? Specific to gun shooting? Sure. Uh, I think that my uh, my speed out of the bucket, and it's funny that you mentioned that, um, it is not it it is less than impressive. Um, you know, I, I know on average I ran out of a tack holster. Um, again, my history—that's what I shoot. You know, use outside means a, a tactical type of rig when I'm teaching. So out of that rig, um, I'm around 1.3 seconds on an eight-inch circle at seven yards. Right. Um, and, and there are guys, obviously, that are, that are much, much, much faster than that. Um, you know, and I've tried to push it. And, you know, in, in the past, I, I have definitely gone on the uh, the quest for the sub one second uh, draw, and I can do it. Um, I have done it in the past where, you know, I would say um, percentage-wise, I was hitting that accuracy standard more often than not, sometimes still getting some misses. Um so, I, I, you know, I guess for if you're a competition-based guy or if you're a dude that's that, you know, has been to a lot of competition-based instructors, um, you come in and then here comes my sloth-like performance out of the holster, um, you know, maybe that's not so very impressive to you. I think I can make stuff up with, with my split times. Um, but, but I, you know, like I tell class two, man, I'm not a, I am not a competition shooter. I'm a defensive shooter, and the time that I spend – trying to get very, very consistent with a sub one second draw is time I could have been <clears throat> doing other things um, to, to round my game out a little bit more um, to be, you know, potentially um, give me more contingencies to rely upon um, if it's not just a straight up draw and shoot type of event. And, and then I think the other thing too is sub one second draws, it, it, which is a great skill. Fantastic. Um, you know, I can absolutely look at that and go, man, I appreciate the effort that went into you doing that. Um, but I think that you're predisposed to fire the shot. Yeah. And, and so um, to make that time, does that make sense? I mean, yeah. mentally I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to jerk this thing and that shot's coming out no matter what. Uh, so if my grip's a little bit screwy, if my sight picture isn't really what I want it to be, um, if it's, you know, more of a natural point of aim slash growth sight alignment slash whatever the heck type of event to make that time for me, that is insufficient. Um, you know, I, I would I would really really hate. Well, you know, I don't. I, at any rate, man, I, it's it's stuff that I think that you could that you could you could have been doing other things like working on your weekend only shooting, um, and on the defensive side, certainly with the amount of force on force uh, engagements I've had over the course of my career, I've been hitting the hands a lot. Um, and so, if that happens in training, then it's probably going to happen in real life, uh, and that's what I'm focusing on. So. If my hands are going to get shot and get damaged, then I should probably good, uh, be good at shooting strong hand only, weak hand only, having metrics for that. And then uh, just like, you know, we were talking about speed reloads, but I can look at my sheet and see where I live on a build drill, strong hand only, on a build drill, weak hand only, um, and make sure that I'm putting in the requisite work to be uh, to be good in those arenas as well. Well, and that's something else, too, that I don't think a lot of people um, – and I was, it was funny because I had Gabe White on uh, – by the time this one airs, it'll have been two weeks ago. And one of the things that we talked about was like where those two worlds meet and don't meet as far as like the Timmy versus the um, gamers side of the house. And like you mentioned, the sub-second draw. And um, it's kind of like you said, like I can't, I can't do that reliably. Um, have I been able to do them in the past? Yeah, uh, absolutely. But I have... You know, I have 
chosen to focus on other things. Um, because like sub sub second draw is cool. I I think a one one is okay ish, and like I can live at a one one with a lot less maintenance than I can at like a point nine, which requires a lot of maintenance. You know, right? Uh, and and where does you know what do I get out of that? And and something else too, um, you know that's really only useful when you have already decided to shoot from out of the holster, and the round is going to definitely happen. Um, right. And that is not <clears throat> in my limited experience. And, and I would defer mm. to you, but I, it sounds like we're in agreement. Um, that is not often the real world. Um, you know, often in the real world, the gun is coming out and maybe you're going to shoot, maybe not, but you're not, you know, something might change between the holster and the muzzle aligned on target and having an allowance for that is kind of important. Absolutely. I think so. You know, maybe on the, uh, you know, maybe something that shapes me as well. And, and, and this is not an admonition of competition guys. And I'm not definitely not a guy that goes, you know, Oh, that's the gamer crap. And this is, you know, real, the real streets nonsense. I mean, I, a ton of the stuff I'm doing is, uh, was garnered from and, and, and validated through competition. Right. I mean, there is, there's absolutely some efficiency and some accuracy and some speed and all that stuff that, that we need to look at, um, as well. And so I'm trying to get there. Um, I, I think that the thing that drives me more than anything is the number of misses, um, in real world shootings that occur. And, uh, sometimes I'm okay. Is it, is it the skill set or, um, you know, and I guess this would be a skill set thing, or was it a lack of, uh, deliberation, uh, and I remember the uh, reading a quote a long time ago from Bat Masterson. He said he met many men in the West whose courage was unquestioned and their skill was unmatched, and they fell to lesser men that added deliberation to the equation. Huh. And so that whole first shot being accurate piece, I think it matters. And so the, for me, the extra point three, um, there, that's decision-making time, uh, that's site verification time, that's confirming that I'm, I'm absolutely going to hit what I shoot at, um, I, you know, very early on, I remember going to, uh, you know, uh, a call where this well, was not cops, let, but let, let me interrupt but, you right there. So hold that thought because we got to go to break and then we'll pick right up. Uh, we're talking with Bill Blowers. You're listening to Ballistic Radio. Welcome back to Ballistic Radio brought to you by Surefire, the professional's choice for suppressors and illumination tools. Surefire America's beacon of freedom. This segment also brought to you by Surefire. Know your target and what is beyond it. But how can you really know your target? By shining a really bright light at it, and that's where Surefire comes in. From the new 1200-lumen EDCL-2T handheld or 500-lumen EDCL-1T handheld to the 650-lumen stiletto pocket light, it's rechargeable, or the 1,000-lumen upgraded X300 Ultra, Surefire can make sure you never have to yell as ease light ever again. Surefire, the professional choice for suppressors and illumination tools. Um, so before the break, Bill, you were saying very early on you went to a call, and then I interrupted you. So, so you know, this is a, over obviously over the course career you see a bunch of them, but the you know two two dudes had decided to shoot at each other. Um, they missed everything, right? Not neither one of them was hit. Um, but I remember a little girl got hit in the process. Uh, you know, just she's hanging out in her chilling in her house, and all of a sudden bullets come through walls, and and she gets hit, and she didn't die from it. Um, and I guess to criminals, maybe that don't matter so much. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I cannot fathom uh, the thought of missing and causing the death of, of an innocent person. And, you know, the child, obviously, I'm trying to tug your heartstrings a little bit, but that incident did strike me 
um, or did affect me, I guess, to some degree, um, A, to, to recognize that criminals are, are I can't curse on your show. They're really not nice fellas that think yeah. about stuff like that. Right. Uh, but as a professional police officer, it's certainly something I should be thinking about. Um, and so you have to come to grips with, you know, maybe a little bit slower. Uh, that may cost me my life, but at least I'm not taking a life um, in the process. So I think, you know, A, if you look at statistics and, you know, different studies and, you know, different crap within our industry, man. Most people would tell you that a 1.5-second draw um, hitting an eight-inch circle at seven yards, which tends to be the, the industry standard type of thing, is is good. Um, and so if I'm slightly faster than that and I can still process and, and, and make decisions while being faster than that, then, then I, I think I'm in good shape. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously I'm not going to stand there and, and just let you shoot at me. I'm going to be doing things, trying to, you know, make you miss if you're, if you're my adversary. So anyway, man, I, you know, sometimes I look at some of the, and I appreciate it too. I mean, that's the, you know, on the athletic background, um, you know, the whole PR thing and, and trying to, you know, improve your, you know, this, that, and I just love the fact that humans are, are constantly looking to do that. And I don't know, we, we talked about this last time, but the four minute mile was, was never supposed to happen for a human being. Right. Right. Um, and you got guys routinely crushing that today. So I can understand why a dude would look at a bill drill and go, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that down to 1.7. I'm going to go 1.6 on that um, because that's just what humans do, right? They want to push that envelope. But if you look at the history of that, uh, it's funny that we're even talking about this. I just wrote something on my Patreon account about it. But uh, Bill Wilson, um, who invented that drill, I mean, he, he flat puts in there and says, hey, man, you know, when we, when we brought it up, we thought for a, for a master-level shooter – up two seconds with a race gun and race holster, race rig, uh, was good. But for defensive shooters, it was always meant to be a sub-three drill. And so, I mean, he recognized that gear and, and potentially the skill set, um, you know, changed changes the game a little bit. And, and so if you think about it, man, the, the, the average dude, if you can draw from whatever you – however you're carrying your, your pistol, if you can draw and do a build drill in three seconds or less, that is – that's getting after it, man. That's, that is a good, good run right. um, with all A's, right? Um but guys will push that, and all of a sudden, now if you can't do it sub two, uh, then you're some type of you know horrible shooter or 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 whatever the case might be. Um, but think of the effort that went into that sub two run for a, a single drill, whose uh, the objective was just can you track your sights during recoil, right? Can you manage the gun at speed? And you can. Three seconds will absolutely demonstrate to you whether or not you're tracking your front sight. Um, on a six shot string. So I, I think if I can do that, and it's one of my metrics, I try to go sub three, uh, con, you know, con, consistently on a build drill, uh, then I'm happy for what I'm doing. Now, I'm, again, right. If you're, if your objective is to, is to go out and win competition, then brother, you're probably too slow. You, you need to, or sorry, speed your thing up, um, you know, and, and, and try to run a one, six, one, seven, uh, build drill, but cause that's, that's, that's your objective, but it ain't mine. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that I think what <clears throat> what a lot of people miss out on is that when, you know, when certain dudes start talking about this and they start talking about what they're trying to do, what you're <laughs> listening to is literally the best people in the world try and raise the bar amongst themselves. Right. Um, and, you know... I don't think, uh, and, and the other problem too is like, people are like, well, the best people in the world are dudes like Steger and Vogel and 
you know, uh, Michelle and, and those dudes uh, and Svigny and whatever. No, those are the people that are at, like, godlike levels of performance. Those are not the best people in the world. Those are the dudes that are, um, you know, above that. Like, the best people in the world are underneath. You know what I mean? If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's like you're you're, yeah, com- you're you're comparing, like, epic-level legendary um, things to like the actual and and like I don't think I don't think there's enough recognition of there are people that routinely post things on the internet like here's this thing that I did shooting and like bro that's really good like you're in the 0.0001% of people in the world that could do that and dudes are like well yeah but I could be faster and like maybe and that's cool but like you need to understand like the thing that you're doing that's really really flipping hard you know, and I don't, I don't think there's enough of that, you know? Yep. Uh, no, I agree, man. It's a, well, you know, it's like a, I mean, a dude that, uh, you know, I, I don't take a baseball analogy, right? A guy that, that runs a hundred RBIs a year. That's, uh, you know, that is, that is an outstanding record of performance. But if you look at the the legendary names in the game, that's, that pales in comparison, right? And so I think we look at that and we go, well, that's not so great. Look what, look what, look what Babe Ruth did. Yeah. Well, dude, Babe Ruth, like you said, come on, man. The dude is an outlier, right? He's a complete freak of nature. Um, and, I, you know, some of those the, – and, I, I mean, I'm not taking that. I absolutely do not want to take away from dudes like Vogel and Savigny and those guys that have absolutely put the work in and, you know, have it ain't like they just picked a pistol and became phenomenal with it. Right? No. They have absolutely worked hard. But there is – there's got to be something um, in both natural uh, ability um, – and then I think a drive that potentially something, and then I think opportunity too, right? I mean, you get to a certain level and, and different things start to open up for you. And now all of a sudden you're not paying for ammunition. Um, you know, potentially you can, you can actually, you know, pay your mortgage and, and buy groceries uh, doing the thing you like to do. And, and all those things help out, right? It's I, on the cop side, man, it's a, you know, we do like, well, you know, a lot of cops suck. Well, yeah, man, they, they don't, right? A lot of cops are pretty good. And I think it goes right to what you're talking about here. A lot of cops are pretty good compared to the vast majority of people in this country. And that includes people that don't touch guns ever. Yeah. Right? So the, the general population, most criminals suck with guns. They just do, right? Let's, let's not make them be some, you know, remarkable shooters. They just, they're, they're vicious. They're violent, right? They'll they'll do you in a heartbeat, uh, and so the mindset piece may be different than what you and I might have as as good human beings. But it ain't like they got some skill set behind it. Mm-hmm. And and so most cops that do are very good at that. But when you look at the job of cop, uh, you know, you're I I think I was pretty good at the SWAT stuff and all of the tasks associated with being a, a SWAT guy and a SWAT team leader and 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 that stuff. Um, if you, you know, I have, I'm looking at my desk right now, and I have a uh, a little a little choo choo train on it, a choo choo train on it that the guys gave me. And it says uh, it says Bill Killer Train Blowers, uh-huh. uh, and you would think, man, hey, that's cool, right? Blowers must be the he's bad. None, that is a homicide that I went to that I deemed the guy was hit by the train and he was stabbed 92 times with a screwdriver. Huh. So if you want me to come investigate your the homicide of your child, then you're you're an idiot. There are guys far better at that job than me. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah. Now I'll I'll outshoot the guy that's bringing the magnifying glass and finding the clues all day long, but he'll run me ragged when it comes to running a homicide investigation or or whatever the case might be within law enforcement. And to him, 
That's what matters, right? That is the important piece is being good at that part of the job versus the shooting piece. Now, he shoots okay. He's, he's not, you know, he's obviously hitting the qualification standard. He's meeting some department right. level of performance. Um, but the, the department never tested me on homicide investigation, right? Well, that, that is a, that the test of life comes into that one. And that's why I got my little thing here that says William Keller train, because I can't recognize the difference between a guy being stabbed to death and being hit by a train. Well, I mean, you know, I guess we've all got our talents and strong suits and, and whatever. We got to go to break and then I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to giggle to myself a little bit because that's, that's a funny story. I'm sorry. Uh, we're talking with Bill Blowers. You're listening to Ballistic Radio. Welcome back to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by Surefire, the professional's choice for suppressors and illumination tools. Surefire, America's beacon of freedom. This segment brought to you by BigTechsOutdoors.com. BigTechsOutdoors.com is the best place for you to find all your everyday carry needs at the absolute best prices. Maybe you need all the lumens from Surefire at the lowest price? No problem. Spend too much time alone in your room and now you need an RMR? BigTechsOutdoors.com has those. Glock accessories? Yes! Fast, cheap shipping, 100% hassle-free returns, all that and more. And best of all, BigTexOutdoors.com has Ike. He's a good man and thorough. I like Ike, everybody likes Ike, and you'll like Ike too. Visit BigTexOutdoors.com today and find out what happens when every customer is a friend, not just an order. So, we've got Bill Blowers on and we're talking about, uh, man, I don't know, whatever comes up, right? And yeah. Which are my favorite shows, honestly. And... It, it seemed like, too, that, you know, <clears throat> it's almost like the dudes that are good at something do too good of a job of saying, oh, yeah, I'm nothing special. And, like, I understand I understand why, why you want to do that so that you don't alienate your friends and, and peers and coworkers, right? Because no one wants to be around the dude that's like, oh, I'm awesome. Check out how awesome I am. But there's also another component to that to where you're really doing a disservice to the people that maybe aren't where you're at yet. And you're not saying, oh, yeah, that thing that I just did, that's really – that's not easy. Like that's super not easy. You know what I mean? And especially in shooting. So yeah, I, where's the line know, there? Do, do, so first of all, I, I like Ike too. He's a good guy. Um, he really is. And, and 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 the train murderer guy, he got caught. So it's not like I completely botched that that whole thing. They, That's good. They were able to patch it together and go get the guy. Hey, it's a team um, effort, right? So. <laughs> right. right. I wonder, you know, thinking about this, man, um, do you think that this being a male-dominated type of thing, right, shooting is typically more males than females? And do you think that has to do with machismo and, uh, you know? Um. You know, honestly, what I think it has to do with, um, because this is something I've sort of thought about a little bit, I think that we've done a really bad job of delineating between healthy ego and unhealthy ego, right? Right. And for anyone to dedicate the introspection necessary to become world class at anything, you have to have an ego. You have to be emotionally invested in it. You have to really care about what happens when you are out doing whatever it is you're doing, whether you're a power lifter, um, you know, a runner, a shooter. I don't care what it is. If you're good at it, you have an ego. The problem is that we tell everybody, um, oh, yeah, man, egos are bad. Uh, unhealthy egos certainly are bad. 
And if you're like, oh, I'm better than everybody else because I can do, nope, nope, wrong. Let's back up from that. But like, there needs to, there, and I, this, I, I am, I'm, this is unpopular, right? But there's got to be a little me love involved for, uh, for you to get good at something. I think I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. No, I agree, man. And if, if, you, know, if you look at the definition of the ego, I think it says right in there, you, uh, you know, feeling of self-confidence. I mean, there's some good things that are in there, right? Yeah. Um, and like you said, I guess when you go, you know, if you're, uh, you know, I guess if you take it to an extreme or whatever the heck, then that's what we start to, to hate. It. Or maybe it's just an easy word to throw at a guy that does think he's better than everybody else. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that without question, I think I must have an ego. Um, in order to believe that anybody uh, would want to come to my training, right? So that there's a self confidence piece there. I, I I think that I should feel like I have something worth saying uh, yeah. to, to folks. <clears throat> Otherwise, I think you also recognize that, right? As a student, question like, why am I listening to this guy? That's I mean, I I've been to classes where the first thing out of the guy's mouth is I'm not an expert in this. Well, I mean, my own side is why the heck am I here then? Yeah, right? I, I'm here to listen to the expert. You know. Well, and so and the other thing too is like when they're saying that, I, they're lying. I mean, they know they're lying, right. but you're you're saying it because there's this expectation, right? So if we look at the definition definition of ego, a person's sense of self esteem or self importance, um, for any especially on demand performance, um, I think when you step up to do whatever it is you're about to attempt to do, you need to absolutely know for a 100% fact that you are going to crush that. Now, whether or not you end up crushing it is really beside the point. You need to at least have that talk with yourself ahead of time, like, I got this. And that involves, because otherwise, you know, and you see it all the time, dudes will step in and be like, oh, I don't know. I hope I don't mess up. And it's like, whatever you think is going to happen is going to be what happens, brother. Um, You know, and the problem becomes... Uh, and this is, and of course we get into it at the end of the show, so we're not going to have a lot of time to dive into it. The problem becomes is that oftentimes from the outside, that looks like something that is not what I'm trying to convey, number one, um, and is not, you know, is not very socially accepted. Uh, you know, if, if, you know, if you introduce anyone, right, and the first thing they say to you is, hey, I'm really good at this, like there's an immediate distaste when when that is conveyed and it might be true. It might not be true. They could be super good at it, but like, we don't like hearing that. Well, the problem is you kind of have to know that you're super good at something to get super good at something. I don't, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I would hope that anybody hanging out a training shingle in this and rest we're talking about. So, you know, for, for shooting some guns, it has got some, some decent skill but yeah. that we know that's not true. Right. I mean, I mean, there are absolutely some some dudes that shouldn't be teaching at this point. And sure. maybe that's not even true. Maybe, you know, maybe for like, you know, a, a brand new shooter, uh, you know, how much skill level do you really need to, to teach my sister who's never fired a pistol in her life how to shoot a pistol? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. As she progresses, then maybe she needs to go keep working her way up the mountain until she gets to the blind master at the top. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I, the confidence piece for sure. Um needs to be there. If you're going to stand in front of a group and run a drill, and I have absolutely screwed drills up in front of classes and you sure. know, things happen, whatever, I'm human. Uh, but I, I think it's the 
the percentage of performance versus percentage of fail. Um, right. right. And I've always said I want to I want to be scoring a solid A in everything. So breaching and mission planning and you know internal CQB uh, tactics, techniques, procedures. Uh, you know I, I have absolutely screwed things up inside the house. Uh, but it's, I, I'm at least above 90%. Uh, you know, I'm scoring that good solid A most of the time. Um, and I think that's really one of the one of the things that we just endeavor to do that, right? Just just get an A, man. You don't have to be perfect. Just get an A. And I, I do have – I've been accused of having high standards for myself, and, and that, of course, makes me want to have high standards for others, right. particularly those that I'm working with. Um but I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, right? Particularly in the profession that I just retired from, where there's a lot on the line, uh, you know. Yeah. So, I, I think in this game, right, where I mean, if you're shooting just for a fun hobby, and then you know you go home and disassemble your pistol and and put it away and never touch it again, and then it's just a fun hobby thing, um, then maybe it's less important. But if you're carrying that thing around with you all the time, then, then there's a reason for that, right? And and the repercussions of that thing getting dragged out outside of training or outside of the range are huge. Obviously your life, your family's life, other people's lives, um, you know, doing the right thing and still going to jail. Uh, you know, there's just, you, you better be solid, man. Um, you better be solid. And, you know, the self-confidence piece needs to be there in that example as well, both on the, the legal side of it, what you're about to do is, is absolutely legally sound to keep you from going to prison. And then the skill side uh, to make sure that whatever it is you're shooting at to, to save your own hide is what is what catches every single one of those bullets, so you don't end up, you know, like with my example with a with a kid, uh, you know, kid killed uh, behind whoever you were shooting at, which would be it's an, uh, untenable to me. I think it's that would be, uh, yeah, can can even fathom it. So yeah, I mean, I so personally, if I put a round into someone's little girl or little boy or something like that, the next thing that's happening at a free available moment is I'm going to eat a gun. Like, so a miss, yeah. a miss is a death sentence for me personally with my morals and value system. Um, right. so I can't afford it. Can't, can't be a thing that happens. Um, right. you know, and everyone's, and we different. know they do, right? I mean, we know they do. They're going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't have to think that's okay when I'm training. Right. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah. And at least not, not when I'm doing something where I am in 100% accountability mode. Uh, if I'm pushing, then yeah, okay. And like, if I, if I acknowledge, but like, if I'm okay, this is not acceptable right now. And then it happens anyway. Yeah. That's not acceptable right now. Anyway, we're at the end of the show, dude. Uh, if people want to train with you, where can they do that at? Uh, so your website, www.tap-rack.com has my uh, calendar on it. What, uh, what's coming up. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, um, and I'll occasionally on Facebook post up in the next 90 days and then uh, have my Patreon site if you're interested in that thing. And, uh, and information is on there as well. Nice. Uh, definitely a class that I, I'm going to try and make this year. It's on my, my very short list of, of things I want to come check out. But, Bill, I really appreciate you taking time, man. Uh, no, I, dude, I appreciate you inviting me back. It's, uh, it's always good to talk to you. If I can't believe you were done already, I was like, holy smokes, that time flew by. Yeah, it sure does. sure does. Hey, uh, be safe, brother, okay? All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Make sure you check out our website, BallisticRadio.com, like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash BallisticRadio. And, hey, keep leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate it. It helps us out. Remember, you can get the show super quick on Spotify. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, be safe. See you next week.